back to the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. We've been taking kind of an in-depth dive to the lending side of the business, talking with Mike Denslow at Home Street here. Before we get wrapped up in too many lending details, because we always get on a roll and run a little bit short, I did want to get a quick pick three in. There are some new listings on the market. Um, pick number one, 64410 East Solar um, Ben City. So that is out in Badger Canyon. This is a three bedroom, two bath on 6.79 acres. So almost seven acres out in Badger Canyon, just under 2,000 square feet. Brand new roof, detached shop garage, um, detached flex space, which could be a craft room, a guest suite, or a game room. Um, perfect horse setup with three pastures, a large hay shed, and a tack room. And this is all coming in. Um, and don't forget the chicken coop, the chicken coop, Ooh. McKay. Um, very, very popular item out in Badger Canyon. This is priced at $335. You think, Lance, that a star is born too? Could be a filmed. star. Could be filmed at a location like this. Born too. Maybe the Tri Cities dancing with the stars. Yeah, maybe, we maybe. Could, maybe we could get that out there. Okay. Um, pick number two. Um, going the opposite direction from Badger Canyon, out um, in Burbank, three eleven Paradise Drive. This property has incredible unobstructed views of the Snake River. It's a four bedroom, three bath on just over a half an acre, twenty six hundred square feet. Nice wide tile entryway awesomely designed home 13 foot ceilings with engineered hardwood floors surround sound and then huge picture windows that showcase the view of the river um, in the kitchen you've got slab granite counters full granite backsplash upgraded stainless steel appliances with double ovens absolutely awesome awesome property um, then you've got um, a 12 by 8 storage room and a 33 by 16 storage area in the lower level so you got tons of storage great great layout you've got RV parking with 30 amp hookup and a water hookup um, and this is coming in at 432500 so and then pick number three we have um, outside of Prosser and I mean I hesitate mentioning this because you almost rarely ever see this for this price. Um, but we've got a view lot up on the hill outside of Prosser, two and a half acre view lot. Um, it, it is gravel road to get to it, but you're getting the two and a half acres just minutes from downtown Prosser at 22.5 so 22,500 so if you want to be a little bit further out but um, still want to have some of that distance between your neighbors uh, that's that is a great great option well before the break we were talking a little bit about lending how Mike um, runs his team and his strategy for talking to people and getting them pre-qualified to purchase a home and one of the things we were talking about on the break um that Mike mentioned and we talk to people about this all the time and I said Mike what else what else do you want to drive home today and talk about and he said time so what what do you what do you mean by time well the sooner you talk to us the more time we have to develop a plan it's much more than what's your what's your rate 
what's your credit score? You know, those are very surface, very easy to answer questions, but better is what's the plan? Let's talk about this. I've had people that have had low credit scores or next to no credit that took a year to build up their credit, came back in a year and bought a house. They reached their goal. You know, we had a plan. They did what I said and they bought a house. Um, I've got another couple right now that are going to be buying a house with 10% down and then they're going to sell the house afterwards and then drop that money in. Oh, interesting. Again, asking questions. What's the plan for that departing residence? Are you going to be, you know, oh, well, it's just got a ton of stuff in it and kid stuff and everything. We just want to fully transition and then we'll worry about cleaning it all up and make the changes we need to make to it and paint or whatever and then we'll sell so that helps us look at mortgage insurance so on a conventional loan if you don't put down 20 percent you have to deal with mortgage insurance in some fashion either monthly you can do a buyout you can take a higher rate all these different ways to do it well finding out that information that they plan to sell and then drop that money in it gives us a very if you want to pay the least amount of money, which I think most people do, then let's go with the monthly option. Because if you sell and six months later you drop that money in, then you only have mortgage insurance for maybe four or five payments. Absolutely. That makes and, sense. And that's going to, you're going to spend the least amount of money that way. Um, just asking questions and developing a plan, taking the time to do that rather than just 4.75, you know, 30-year fix, this is what we do. I mean, there's just so many places that that's all they have. They don't know how to sit down and talk with someone about, oh, what's the smartest way to do this? Have you thought about this? Have you thought about taking money out of a borrowing against a 401k to maybe put down? Or what about this? What about that? I mean, just we just keep throwing ideas against the wall until finally something works for that client. It was like, oh, yeah, well, I guess I could do this. I could do that. And then I could pay that back. And uh, it's just and that happens a lot. A lot of times we'll have clients come to us and and generally, you know, I think it probably happens the most when um, someone is downsizing or they have a lot of equity in their current house. I, I guess actually when it's either upsizing or downsizing, but we'll get that question a lot where someone will say, you know, I want to buy our next house um, and not worry about having to move twice. So can I buy our next house, get all of my stuff moved over there, clean this one out and then sell that one so I don't have to deal with showings. And that's that's a very different situation than selling the house, having the money to put down on the next one. Well, a lot of times they don't have the money to put down on the next one unless they tap into the equity. Yes. And so now we're talking something that's called a bridge loan hmm. where we can do a line of credit depending on their credit and how much they owe and what it's worth and all those things. But we would look at doing a bridge loan to tap into some of that equity then that's the money you put down on the next house and then the rest comes 
after you sell absolutely okay that makes that makes sense but that is not that is not as easy as you make it sound um on the radio so you've got to just push a button (laughs) and get a bridge loan yes (laughs) so you've got to look at those numbers and run those ratios and see where they're at and like you said maybe somebody with two or three months of planning um and that's what i like what you said about time is you know where where do you where do you want to be and we do the same thing on our side for the home search is we say to people especially if they're new to the area or they're going into one of our rentals for six months we say great you're going to rent for six months you know get to know the area start to let me know which neighborhood you want to be at at the same time that gives you time like mike said to go through and and figure out the financing but also in the search we like people to know is there one city that you have an affinity towards is there a school district you've researched that you really like and so you know we encourage people to during that process take time to narrow down their we call it their top three criteria and lance what i another thing that comes up a lot is oh can i just go online and fill out an application well what i tell people is hey i'd rather spend five ten minutes on the phone and go through it organically. Maybe there's something that you don't, you don't, that doesn't get asked on the online application, but that we get to that is huge, right? Yeah. I mean, again, I don't. I don't want the robots taking over yet, Lance. Right, you don't. No, and I, I, I tend to, I, I tend to agree with you. I've seen too many uh, videos and TED talks about AI and artificial intelligence lately, and I'm not sure sometimes how intelligent it is, McKay. Skynet. <laughs> Terminator. Yes, ab- absolutely. So great. Well, Mike, that is fantastic information, and I, I think you brought up some great points on this lending special, and I appreciate you bringing those points and I can tell you that one of the things from our end that and I sat down with my agents and and talked to them this last week and and we do this as just kind of a, a normal better practices and I and I'll sit down and I say okay how's Mike and his team doing what what's working well what what do we need and man those are short meetings which is a good is, is generally a good thing but even a, a few nuggets come out of those and oh, so yeah. Mike and I will, you know, one thing unique is we'll have those discussions about, okay, what can we be doing better? What do we need to change? What didn't work? And we'll look at those situations. And I will say that it is such a positive environment. And thank you for knocking it out of the park for the clients we send over. Well, the funny thing is we had one closed this past week in the middle of a blizzard and with <laughs> with your clients and uh the funny thing was is that they were moving from europe working for a european employer yeah and they gave us some paperwork that was not in english yeah yeah <laughs> and so we had to get it translated when i asked the client i said well hey can you go back to your employer and see if someone there could put it in English rather than us have it translated and he said oh no the HR department took uh, the month of February off oh boy wow <laughs> that, that that can be that could normally cause a big hiccup but right. my, but, but we got it translated the, and we closed on time and you guys everything worked you guys rallied and if I remember correctly I don't remember that scenario in the real estate class <laughs> this is something we had to figure out along the way well folks um, we are hoping to a much warmer 
and sunnier week. Positive thoughts out there. In the meantime, though, people have started to be just slamming us with listings that are coming when the weather improves. If you haven't been able to find something in the last couple of weeks, you're looking for th- something specific, go to KenmoreTeam.com, shoot us a message. We'll put you on our hot list so that as these new listings start to pop up, we can get you right into those because it is going to be frantic the next couple of weeks. KenmoreTeam.com, shoot us a message, and we will be right back here next week. Right here on News Talk 870. Good morning and welcome to this week's edition of the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. We're here every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. on News Talk 870. As always, i like to thank John McKay and the studio for working to make this happen. John, how you doing over there? Oh, I'm glad I got four-wheel drive and just, you know, yeah, digging you, our way out. I, I'm trying not even to speak about it. Um, and so I started, you know, I, you know, no, there isn't there four stages. You know? I didn't do the snow dance. Y- no. y- yeah, I think you did about no. four weeks ago. If we had to look back, but no, it has been um, another. It will call it interesting week of weather. A um, couple school cancellations, and so yeah, that definitely makes things a little harder on the sales side for real estate, but. Um, we have we have listed homes. We've sold homes. We've been out showing homes. Um, it's interesting. We, as real estate agents, we always carry a flashlight in our car. Generally, house doesn't have power late at night this time of year. Um, we all added to our cars a couple weeks ago snow shovels uh, because some houses are vacant or or they walkways haven't been shoveled or you're showing the next morning before they get shoveled. So, I will say. Adding the snow shovel um, as the necessary item for <laughs> showings was a little different, but we got, we got, we're getting through it. And I mean, it, it's got to melt sometime, right, Mike? Oh, I'm, I'm not talking about it. Okay, perfect. He's not talking about it either, folks. That is Mr. Mike Denslow with Home Street, our in-house lending specialist. Mike, how's everything been going for you? Great. It's still it's still busy, which is good. And I just keep thinking that. When spring really comes, what is it going to be like? Uh, Well, I can tell you, and I've been coaching my staff and agents to get a lot of sleep now on these delays and in these mornings because we probably um, won't be sleeping very much the end of March and 1st of April as it will be some, I I like to call it bottled up demand, and it is going to be the wild, wild west out there. Yeah, bottled up. Definitely. So, Mike, did you have a chance to watch the Oscars last week? I saw the replay of the Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper, Shallow. Okay, so you're right on. You're right on. You you know right where I'm going with this. So I tried to think, okay, can I find the real estate connection to the Oscars uh, for the radio show? Now, um, Bradley Cooper and and company had... 
eight nominations for A Star is Born um, and one win. So that was um, Best Original Song with Shallow. So I think it was a little bit disappointing. They only got one win. Um, but if you saw the movie, and, and I did, and I thought parts of it were incredible. And so, and from a real estate perspective, a lot of the filming was done at a rustic, but with a modern flair house that is just west of Los Angeles. And now the house from that movie is on the mar- is on the is on the market, and so um, really, really interesting to look at it. But it was two thousand nine hundred square feet, and what it was was it went on the market last in two thousand seventeen in early February. But it didn't sell until September. And so why it was on the market, they were able to sneak in and get some filming done at the house. And so kind of incredible to um, to look at it. Um, and it's, you know, it came back on the market and it was around two million bucks. So um, do you think that they are taking advantage of some of the movie Oscar history. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I will tell you very, um, I thought it was perfect location um, for, for the movie. When you think about, you know, a songwriter and kind of getting away reclusive type location with the California, the trees and, and hidden Hills type stuff. So really interesting to see that's the real estate take on the Oscars, and it's cool to see how different films are done at, at different homes. And in fact, um, I was watching. Uh, there's a show called Million Dollar Listing, and they will have a lot of listings in the LA market. And they went to a 22 million dollar mansion, and part of the sale there was that um, the old movie Mommy Dearest was was filmed at, at this house, and so they showed the pool and the girl swimming, and 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 then they related it to the listing. So we don't get as that much here in Tri Cities, but it is fun to live vicariously through the LA. Market. Mommy Dearest, I'd be afraid it'd be haunted. You could be afraid that it that it would be haunted. I wouldn't. I no no no. I saw that movie and it just ooh. Yes, it is a little wow. bit different for for sure. So one of the things we like to do each week is we like to take what is happening in the actual market and then bring that to the radio show and talk about it. And one of the things we were doing is I I called Mike before we were headed over to the show and I I said, Mike, I think we need to do a little bit of in-depth talk about lending. I've been crazy busy the last couple days, and so I'm going to lean on you to bring some additional topics to the show, Um, but really wanted to get a chance to, to talk to you about how you do business and how important the mortgage side is on things. I mean, it, once we get a house under contract, um, we are in constant communication with the lender and what's going on. And so I think it's nice every you know couple of months to shed a little light to that process. And so I'm going to turn it over to you, Mike. What are some of the things you're thinking about with your clients that you're hearing about in the marketplace? Well, it's funny because when you put that on me, I was thinking about how we normally do the first segment and you talk about something. And then when we come back after the break, I've got some comments based on what you were talking about. it. And now, 
you know, I started thinking about, well, you know, taking care of the client first is, I mean, taking care of your customer. That's what it's all about, right? And I started thinking about examples of what happened in the last week, which we like to do. And it's the it's the same old thing of, okay, well, I get phone calls from people who went online for whatever reason because they saw an ad on television or they heard about something and it's supposed to be the next best great thing is talk to this national company who has all these promises. And the, the one of the clients said the experience was so bad in just talking to them that he talked to his agent and got a, a local referral and ended up calling me. Um, and then the second one was just more of the same that, you know, locally, as we do, as we do things, you know, um, as we evolve with technology and you know this on the real estate side, right? Zillow is trying to take over, but can they show a house and give expertise in our market like your company does? Yeah, I mean, there's it's totally different, and and you're you're exactly right. I mean, there's there's little nuances to the neighborhoods and the traditions and the local high school and you know what used to be on that corner and why it's been replaced with with something else. A lot of a lot of that stuff you just you don't get from that national platform or well, what's from planned, an algorithm. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. It, 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 what's planned for six months from now for that field behind you? Yeah. And that and that can that can totally come up in those different situations. And so it's that advisor status of some of those things that, you know, we always like to say people don't know what they don't know. And so if you're not concerned about that, no big deal. But generally, we find people are concerned about those type, those types of issues. And what I've seen is that people think it's nice and great and the technology is fun and all of that. But do you want to close on time? Yes. Do you want to schedule a moving truck and actually be closing when that moving truck is ready? Or do you want to deal with the hassle of pushing it out by a week or pushing it out by two weeks or not closing at all because you didn't have the full story? And I'm not saying that that happens every time, but the percentages are increased that you're going to have issues if you can't have a face-to-face with a local reputable lender. Yeah, and and it's the same on you know on on our side on our side of the coin. It was one of those situations where. Um, I think back to this week where we had a buyer moving into moving into a house and there there were some weather related issues, but we were closing and there were three or four things that the seller had not gotten done on the house. Um, But that buyer, like Mike says, they had a moving truck ready to go and they needed these items done before they moved in. Well, the seller, just because of snow drifts and roads and the type of vehicle they had, they, they couldn't get it done. And then one of their contractors canceled on them. So we had to scramble and we had to get um, our construction company rerouted out there off another job and over to it, rescheduled some things that we could move to the next day. Um, our agent had to go to Home Depot and buy the parts um, and then get that installed before 9 p.m. that evening when the buyer needed to take possession. And those type of things were only able to be accomplished. My agent called me and he was so happy and he felt so proud of the situation 
that he just smiled and he's like, these are the situations when you're needed. And it really comes to light how much you're needed. And it's the same thing on the lending side. Well, when, you, when you're talking to a client and you, they have a name rather than a number, right? And you know, oh, well, they work, they work at a school or they work at an engineering firm that, you know, you've worked with people there before or you know people who work there. I mean, it just makes it different when, they're a, when you make them human rather than turn it into a commodity and just say, okay, well, you want this service, and so, you know, boom, boom. And this isn't something that you can order on Amazon. I mean, they might think that eventually it'll go that way, but every everyone's credit's different, everyone's situation's different. There There is so many rules in conventional FHA, VA, um, down payment assistance differences by I mean, within our counties versus the state versus national. I mean, it's just that local touch, that local knowledge makes the difference. Yeah, I I think you're totally right. And in fact, I, you know, I look back over the situations and one of my agents brought me an an addendum that and there was one word on it and it was successful um, and we needed to change that. He's like, I need you to look at this. This is what I'm trying to accomplish what you know what do you think and that one word successful needed to be changed to buyer's soul satisfaction and um and so he's like well that's kind of okay i was trying to figure out how to do this and i said i said we i have seen in the past you know 10 years ago 12 years ago i've seen a fight about the word successful <laughs> um and so you cannot you're what you're a, trying to that's a gray area yeah it's a gray area and i said what you're trying to accomplish is that your buyer has the final say in, in that situation uh and so successful can mean different things to different people and so mm-hmm. sometimes it's that nuance on that addendum that protects your client and those are the things those are the little things that that experience and that local touch can give you i i just look back at any particular week you know this week when you said hey you know you can contribute a lot more to the show let's talk more about lending and just in the last week just the amount of people that i've talked to that had certain sensitivities okay let's talk about this particular person was on fixed income so their payment can't be over X, but they can't be over $1,200. It was a payment issue. Payment. And then the next person is like, well, I paid off all my debt and now I've improved my credit score and I've got a great job, but I don't really have any money to put down. Gotcha. (laughs) And then you talk to a couple more people who are dealing with my credit scores are low because my my credit card balances are high, but I've got a ton of equity how do I make all of this work? How do I pay all this debt off with using the equity, but still make it all work with the credit score that I have? And so everyone's unique. And it just goes back to that commodity idea of like, oh, uh, you know, 
I don't want to say any slogans from national companies, but it's not as simple as pushing a button. Right. Yeah. It's it. it no. I mean, it, I it think is, we figured it, it out. It is quite a complicated process for sure. Mike Denslow, folks with Home Street, talking about our lending special, what we're talking about with the lender, and the factors we're considering when the clients come in to see us. When we come back from the break, we're going to review some actually some new listings and some property that is available and talk some more about lending and the local real estate market right here on news talk 870